Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime with Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. What are you writing? What are you doing? What's over going there? on over there? What's happening with you? What are you doing? You're drawing like the Mona Lisa over there or something? No, so here's the thing. It's been going on the past couple of segments. I got scolded a couple of weeks ago for not, um, oh. for not uh, being completely transparent. Apparently, with uh, reporting how golf weeks went, oh. and so I'm, I'm, I'm getting the complete transparency over here for, uh, <laughs> for, for our people. So, good, uh, good, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, all that trash you were talking, uh, <laughs> maybe you uh, decided to tail this past week because uh. we, we had a good week. We had a good week. Some people only have. Uh, Negative things to say, Matt. Yeah. You'll learn that. Yeah, we had a good yeah. week. We had a good week. It's uh, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Let's update all the scores. By the way, 21-4 to four Celtics. It took 8 minutes and 40 seconds for the Heat to hit their first field goal after going 0-14 to start the game. What do you got, Kelly? Yeah, that's a... Uh... It's not. That's not good. Victor Oladipo leads the Heat in scoring. Gil, I don't with, think I needed to tell you that. With three, <laughs> he hit the one three. Tatum's got nine already. Derek White was seven points for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Al Horford six rebounds, just combing through the box score quick. Uh, yeah, live odds in that game right now. Uh, let's see. You can catch fifteen and a half points with the Miami Heat. One ninety and a half is your live total. Man, that feels high still. Okay, 190 and a half, your live total in that game. I might be thinking about Down something. Down from a pre-flop of 205 and a half. Yeah, I might be thinking about something there. Second intermission in Tampa. Despite what you've seen on the score bug most of the time, it is still scoreless. 0-0. Zero, zero. 
minus 115 each way on the live money line. Two and a half is your live total. Juice to the over at minus 170. So what did we what did we get? We got netting that came into play on the first goal. That's why it was overturned because it was out of play. And I believe a hand pass was ruled on the second one. From believe, the best of my that, believe that's accurate. Yeah, best of my possible understanding on what we saw or did not see occur there. That's what happened. Uh, Rockies and Pirates all tied up at one apiece. That game into the top of the eighth inning. Now Pirates minus 160 live. Rockies plus 130. Four and a half. Your live total juiced to the under. Cubs up on the Reds four to three. That came in the top of the seventh inning. Cubs minus two forty-five. Reds plus one eighty-five. Nine and a half your live total. Orioles up on the Yankees still. This is five to four. Top of the seventh inning. Live numbers currently off the board. Dodgers all over the Nationals nine to nothing. That one in the top of the seventh. You can get fifteen to nope, nope, nope. Live numbers off the board. <laughs> Eleven and a half in live total. That's nope, it. everything. They took the money line down. No, nope, they, they want no none of that action. Uh, Phillies up on the Braves, seven to nothing. That came in the top of the fifth. You can get fifteen to one on the Braves if you're feeling lucky. Eleven and a half your live total. Twins up on the Tigers, four to two. Top of the fifth. Twins minus eight twenty five live. Tigers plus five hundred nine and a half is your live total. Cardinals have one to nothing lead over the Blue Jays. Top of the sixth inning. Cardinals minus two sixty five live. Blue Jays plus two hundred four and a half your live total. And the Guardians with a two to nothing lead over the Astros. That came in the bottom of the third inning. Guardians minus one sixty live. Astros plus one thirty seven and a half your total. So in NBA history, we're talking about the Warriors and the Mavericks here. 146 times a team has led a best of seven series three to nothing, and 146 times that team that was leading three to nothing ended up winning the series. Now there have been a, a few instances where a team forced the seventh game, but no team has ever come back from a zero to three deficit, uh, three to nothing deficit in the history of NBA best of seven playoff series. In the NHL, the NHL. Uh, 190 teams have trailed in a playoff series by three games to none. Four have rallied to win the series. You'll remember the 1942 Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. The 1975 New York Islanders, who came back to do it against the Penguins in a quarterfinal series. The 2010 Philadelphia Flyers beating Boston in a quarterfinal series. In 2014, the Los Angeles Kings beat San Jose in a first-round series after trailing three to nothing. I bring this up. 1945 team. Had the really, what was it, 40, 42? Two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, had the really good goalie. I remember. <laughs> I thought That's, they were overrated, yeah. but yeah. yeah. They had the really good goalie, I remember. Uh, hey, Udonis is getting some FaceTime here on the screen. Uh-oh. Oh, they're we're thinking it might be time. It might be that time. It might be that time. Yeah, Boston. Go in and punch someone. 26 to 4 with <laughs> two minutes left in the first quarter. Is this real life? 26 to 4. We're, I mean, four. this, is, this has got to be a, have we been this late in a quarter before? And uh, oh, Jimmy you blew it. scores. We want to see history. Uh, Six has to it. become some kind of record if they don't score it. They They've it. got to flash that up on the air. I mean, we, we talked about some of the scoring droughts that Miami could face. Anyway, I bring up the three to nothing thing in that's hockey fun. because that's what uh, that's the history that the Florida Panthers are trying mm-hmm. to buck here, try to become the uh, fifth team. To do it, it does help when the other team scores twice, and, the, and, and then you, then you, that's you what I'm get, saying, and you get zero. Maybe you argued. <laughs> maybe you've argued yeah. your way into history. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I think that helps at least. Yeah. Old Depot go to the line for free throws that Are we really not gonna see history? They're it looks like history? an offensive foul to me. Well, you know, twenty points, you gotta keep it close. 
This is a Scott Foster officiated game tonight. Did I, I steal by Gabe Vincent? Gabe Vincent. Oh, oh. Derek sure White didn't like play. He was there. there. Yeah. He was there. You got to play at those feet, Derek. You got to get those set. Uh, I think he was there. They, they hate I, it when you cover up. I think like he you did. Just gotta, you just got to just wear it. I think he did do a bit of a shuffle on the feet, yeah. but he was there. He was there. Hmm. I'm doing research. Doing research. Yeah. Few gotta, points during our live betting show, you can listen to us talk block charges for 10 minutes. <laughs> Did you see the one left foot? It just moves slightly. There was just a slight movement and then the thing and the whatnot. So the in, in 2016, uh, the Celtics in a playoff game set the NBA record for the lowest scoring first quarter in playoff history. How many points did they have in that quarter, you ask? It's very difficult to find in this article. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can fill the time for a second while you look for that, Gil. Uh, Kurt Helen or Helen, I believe, with this uh, uh-huh. with this tweet. The last time Udonis Haslam appeared in a playoff game was in the second round heat series against the Raptors in 2016. The, Cel- uh, the Celtics Could that change tonight? In 2016, the Celtics scored seven points in the first quarter. Oh, so we will not see brutal. history. Uh, seven points in a game against lost. the Atlanta Hawks. So once again, we are denied history. Every time we think we're going to get yeah. it, we don't get it. Thanks, Jimmy Butler and Victor Oladipo. Oh, you guys making buckets when you're, that's what you get paid millions to do. <laughs> hey, Oladipo's <laughs> looking for, he's going to have seven, oh, I jinxed him, six of their nine. He has six of their nine points. 26 to nine. Minute left, first quarter. In Boston. Boston trying to even up the series at two games apiece. The disrespect, the chronic disrespect, again, the uh, conference final series prices, in case you missed it earlier, Mavericks 30-1, to 1. don't do it. And, the, and headed into this game, the Celtics and Heat, both at minus 110 at DraftKings. Heat with home court advantage, up 2-1. to one. I don't, I mean, Gil, don't, I mean, the first quarter ain't playing out. And I'm, I'm all over the Celtics for this game. But I still, I thought I was going to be adding Celtics for the game and series price, but I thought I was going to be getting plus money. Nice fast break for the Heat, by the way, to get into double digits with 45 seconds left in the quarter. And all of a sudden, we got ourselves a 15 point game. game on a, a game. seven to nothing Heat run. It's a game of runs, Kelly. Live line down to 14 and a half. There we go. We got a game. We got a game. And the Celtics jacking threes for no reason. Well, all right. We uh, yeah, it was what was that? Duncan Robinson just in there picking up fouls. I think that's all I've seen from him. How's this not an and one right here? By the way, oh, because he elbowed, <laughs> elbowed Derek White in the face. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. The better question this yeah. this uh, postseason. How is that not a flagrant foul on hey, Jimmy Butler? How do we not go to review? By the way, the, the, so the posterized dunk on uh, Andrew Wiggins on Luca, oh. where Luca flopped midair. We've gotten to the point in the NBA where we can't even have a moment like that. You know, just stand and just organically be this awesome moment without well, a review. Well, especially because, you know, the resulting call was what, Kill? They reversed it. Was it nothing happened? Nothing happened. They, it was ca- nothing, they, right, yeah. they <laughs> called it, they took it away, and then they challenged it. But it wasn't it. like they moved into right. an, a defensive foul or, or anything. It was like, nope, that was a clean basketball play. Clean basketball play. It's like, cool, I needed. I need to look at that from five different angles and tell that? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. When it, like we always talk about block charge being one of the hardest things to call, anyways, I understand it is. It's very tough. So why do we need to analyze every single one of them when we know it's tough? Luca not smiling so much during games anymore. Fake flop in midair. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be uh, 
Whatever his point prop is tomorrow, though, I'll be betting over. I'll be looking at some as balls. long as it's not absurd. I know. Yeah, like that, that guy. He might be. He might even be at the point where he's sick of passing to teammates that are going to miss threes, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I, I, you saw me take thirty field goal attempts before. Here comes fifty. And we've seen the Warriors, as as you said, we, we've seen them lollygagging through games. Yeah. So yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, we, when we looked at those series uh, props earlier, Gil, like I don't know how would you, you think it's a clean sweep tomorrow night, or you think it's the gentleman's sweep in yeah, five? They, they very well, could be the gentleman. I think if I had to bet between no. one of those two, it would be the gentleman's sweep in five. I could ease. I could definitely see that tomorrow night. That would let's put it this way: if it got out of hand, if the Mavs had a big lead, the Warriors would uh, would tap out early. Yeah, and there's like, and they should, right? There's yep. no, and that's kind of that's a little bit of my that was a little bit of my handicap tonight, where I don't care laying this amount of points with the Celtics because if it gets if it gets kind of you know bad late for the Heat, they're gonna pull guys too. Why? If Jimmy Butler's really banged up. Like this, he didn't look banged up on that. And drive, it's but fif- a fifteen-point game in the four, you know final minutes of the fourth, and you're just going to pull him out. Peyton Pritchard, no, Ooh, just misses at the buzzer. 29-11. 12 for Tatum, ten for White. So they have twenty-two of the twenty-nine here in the first quarter. Tatum with a twelve-point-five board, two assist. That's good. First quarter. And if you're taking the eleven quarters that have been, excuse me, pardon me, the uh, the thirteen quarters that have been played in this series so far. The Heat are two and eleven. Two and eleven. What did that just say? Fewest points in the first quarter in the Heat playoff history, I believe. Said three of twenty from the Heat. Yeah, yeah, from the field. Three of twenty. Didn't score till eight. Didn't get a field goal till eight forty in. Had one point the first eight forty of that quarter. Coming back, among other things, our golf one and done and rookie draft recap. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Can only get better for you, Miami Heat fans. Yeah. 29-11, make it. Yep, 29-11. Early stages of the second quarter. Again, the Heat have won two quarters in this series and are up 2-1. to one. Dodgers up 10 nothing on the Nationals without any home runs. Oh, no homers, just 10 the old-fashioned way. Philly moving up, them around the bases. Philly up 7 nothing on the Braves. Who's the most disappointing team? Braves, Mariners, Red Sox, White Sox? I mean, at this point, probably Braves because they were they – were, you know, people were looking and saying, like, okay, yeah, you lose Freddie Freeman, but you gain a couple of other guys. Like, the lineup shouldn't be that far off. Yeah. You know? Um, that said, I guess, you know, you have been without a healthy Acuna for a decent little bit here. 19 and 22, heading towards 19 and 23 here as the Phillies up 7 nothing, as you mentioned, in those seven runs without a oh. without a home run as well for the Phillies. Oh. Well, baseball without, uh, yeah. without home runs? There you go. Talk about, wow, this could be so much worse in Boston. The Celtics are only two for 11 from three. They've made as many threes as the Heat have. They're two for three. Um, and Jalen Brown is 0 for 7 from the field. Oh, wow. So he's having a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's 0 he's for 7. A Bullock, he's having a Bullock night. <laughs> and then 2 for 11 from three the team is. If he can get to 10, he'll have a, he'll do a, he'll have a full Bullock. Full Bullock. J-Rod tweeted us. A lot of SOG talk on PTA tonight. Hey, we just saw – actually, I'm glad he brought him – did that for a month. Talk. So they, they actually put a graphic up between the periods there on all the SOGs and saying that with the amount of SOGs that Florida has, their expected goals on that amount of SOGs was like 2.79 oh. goals on that amount of – Quality. Amount of Quality they got 34 well. of them already. 3-Jack H, 31-31. Please explain the NHL game. I played Tampa minus one and a half. Does Scott Foster have a brother who officiates hockey? (laughs) Something, man. I don't know what's going on. I'll gladly explain it to you if I had any idea. Right, yeah. I do not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'll just just sit back. I'll just sit back on this one. 34-15 SOG advantage. Yeah. Jalen Brown made a bucket. Jalen Brown from three. So he did not go full Bullock then? No, did not. Unfortunate. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. Unfortunate. We do have uh, some first pitches coming here in uh, just a little bit. We got the A's and the Mariners at 940 Eastern, 640 Pacific. 
That is Zach Logue versus Marco Gonzalez. Um, Gonzalez and the Mariners, minus 155 home favorites there. Logue and the A's, plus 135. Road underdogs, a flat seven is your total. 940 Eastern, 640 Pacific. The Royals and the Diamondbacks. That is the Battle of the Zacks. One with a K, one with a H. Grinky and Davies. Who do you want? Davies minus 115. <laughs> your home favorite. Minus 105 on Grinky. And the Royals is road underdogs. Eight and a half. Your total there. 940 Eastern. Adrian Hauser and the Brewers versus Nick Martinez and the Padres. The Brewers are very slight road favorites at minus 115, minus 105 on the Padres as home underdogs. Seven and a half is your total. And then finally, 945 Eastern, 645 Pacific, the Mets and the Giants, David Peterson and Alex Cobb. We've got Peterson and the Mets as plus 120 road underdogs. Cobb and the Giants as minus 140 home favorites. Seven and a half your total there. Cobb trying to kind of right the ship here. He was he he got injured, spent some time on the IL, came back off the IL and's gotten lit up the last couple of starts here. So he kind of looking to right the ship for the for the Giants. He had a very, very, very good bounce back season last year, did Alex Cobb. And then uh Eric Judge is up at the plate. He's like must see TV now at this point. I know. Whenever the oh. current hockey game comes to an end, we will see the Avalanche at the Blues. Uh, Avalanche roll in as road favorites, minus 155, Blues plus 135, six and a half. Your total for that game, just a reminder, if you missed Jonathan Davis with us about 30 minutes ago, he's on the Avalanche money line tonight. Hockey also, expert, not lead singer of corn. That's right, yes, yes. yes. Think, uh, think hockey, not shoots and ladders. Yep. Yes. Over five and a half, he played on the alt line. Um, and then some props. Ryan O'Reilly over a half point, over two and a half Sogs. Devin Thames over two and a half Sogs. Taze, Thames, Taze. Taze. I, never, I never know how to say those. Taze. Uh, Edward Hamilton tweets, thoughts on New York sites, cash outs. Uh, my EGA tickets at five to one can cash out at three to one, something I'd never contemplated before. Uh, I have over 10 dimes of EGA tickets in 25 to $50 increments bought over the last uh, six months on six sites. Any, uh, any picks also for tomorrow. We'll get to the picks uh, later after I'm out of here. But... Um, it, people, we talked about this a little bit with uh, Rufus Peabody this morning on a numbers game. Cash out options uh, are never reflective of true odds, and so just know that with cash outs, they're always shaded in favor of, of the books. Um, at this point, it's only been it's only been one round. You made the bet uh, for a reason. I would say, please don't cash out right now. I would. It's it's one of those like. Depending on your bankroll and depending on, you know, what it means to you. But she's not going to be in any danger for at least a couple of rounds. So, I mean, yeah. I, look, if you want to if you, if you look at this a little bit more seriously in a week, then, hey. Sure, we'll you know, have the discussion. Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah, we can at least have the discussion. Because, again, it all depends on – this is why there's no blanket yes or no to this. Because everything depends on people's bankrolls and mm-hmm. what does the money mean to you and, like, whatever. And what's your risk tolerance on and all these different things. You know, I mean, that's I, – I, everyone wants, like, a definitive answer and – I've had buddies ask me, should I hedge this? Should I not? Should I whatever? And I'm like, what's your risk tolerance? What's your bankroll look like? Right. What does this money mean to you? Like, what, you know, like, cause that's all, that all makes a, a huge difference. Like you were saying, you only hedged a little bit on, on Zalatoris yesterday because, you know, your bankroll's healthy enough to where like you're, you don't want to make sure to just lock in, you know, whatever. You're just like, okay, I'll get back my, probably, you probably what, got back your steak and maybe steak, got yourself a Steak and yeah, yeah, a little more. But it yeah. was like double my steak. Yeah. 
and and stuff like that. So it all it's it's individually dependent. And so if anyone's giving you a blanket answer on this, it's because they feel like they're too cool for school because they're always want to be like, you never take that because blah 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 and all that's like, man, oh, it's different a, yeah, different the, circumstances for different people, man. The like, the yeah. cash out option's interesting. Again, this is an element that you're seeing on a lot of the East Coast books that we just don't we don't have here in Vegas. So it's not even something we can even consider. We have to find different ways to hedge if we're trying to hedge off a position. Somebody wishes they had taken the cash out option on Mito Pereira yesterday. Right. That's for damn sure. Right, exactly. And I think you know, it, Gil, like you said, where you're not going to get the true odds to me this is the same thing as when we, the three of us discuss same game parlays right it's the you're not going to get true odds but guess what they're also offering you something that a lot most other sports books would never offer you so it's i i mean with these guys in the specific the specific circumstance that we're talking about with ega listen to gil listen to matt way more than me i'm just saying this is it's definitely an option that's great to have for other bets that you have, you make especially futures bets down the line yeah i wouldn't do it in this case this is the one question where I would say right now, blanket. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yep. do it. It's been. It's been one, one match. But you know, I uh, I had Rufus Peabody on today. Rufus, uh, famously, in case you missed it, had a five hundred dollar ticket at three hundred to one odds to win one hundred fifty thousand dollars on Mito Pereira. And I had him in this morning. Spent a couple segments. It's great of him to come in. And he because he had tweeted about it and said, well, that that hurts or that sucks. I think he said that hurts uh, yesterday. So we, we had him in this morning. And just generally speaking, the discussion about his ticket, the the spectrum of reactions to it is just what you're talking about, which is everybody comes from their perspective. Mm-hmm. And it ranges from I totally get what Rufus is talking about. I understand exactly what he's saying. Um, he just doesn't want to make it what he considers to be a minus EV bet, a negative EV bet. Okay, I get it. Two, on the other side of that spectrum, this dude has got to be kidding me. How could he possibly not have uh, secured to monetize that position and have secured some cash? He's absolutely and, – and, you know, it gets – you know how sports yeah, bettors oh, are. Yes, yes. They, uh, they lose their minds, right? Yeah. Uh, personal attack, everything. So, and there's a whole spectrum in between. So it's always a fascinating discussion, and there is never one blanket mm-hmm. answer. Yeah, never. And and never. Uh, you know, Rufus is in a position from a bankroll perspective that a lot of people aren't. Yep. And so you know, him being able to let something like that ride, me, I, you know, I consider myself to have a pretty healthy bankroll, but there's no way in the world I would just let a $150,000 ticket ride, right? Like, I'm going to... I told him, I said, I said, I'm usually on the no-hedge side. Yeah. I go, but on this one, you and I differ, I yeah. said to him. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make five figures on that, you know, and feel happy that I did. But that's just, you know... Listen, when I, when I had the EGA 30-to-1s and 33-to-1s out there for the 2020 French Open, when it got to the final match, it was a perfect hedge, right? She was a big favorite against Sophia mm-hmm. Kennan. So I had to make a decision. I, I thought she was going to beat Kennan, mm-hmm and I'll get my whole futures home. But I made at least a bet on Kennan to get my outlay yeah. back because I, I, I certainly wasn't going to lose, lose money. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, so if, if that happened and it didn't, thankfully, and there you go. The rest is history. We'll come back. We will update our golf one and done's. Didn't go well for me. And our drafts hotly contested. It's VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. So checked on the uh, the fewest amount of points scored in a quarter in NBA playoff history, and, uh, you know, that didn't happen. It was seven points. The fewest and a half, you ask? Maybe it was just me who asked. Uh, it's 28 in that same game. It was a Boston Celtics playoff game against the Atlanta Hawks in 2016. Right now, Miami's sitting at 23. We had a minute takeoff since you originally looked at it, so they're, they're trying to do it for they're us. They're trying. 23 with 410 left. There's a chance. And the answer to prop watch tonight was Tatum and Derek White over. That, that was the answer. Mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo with 13. Actually, never mind. Cash that one already. Celtics by 25. What a strange NBA playoffs this is. Celtics by 25 while shooting 26% from I was going to say, it's not, it's not like, they, shouldn't yeah. they be up more? Then 25? Yeah, Tatum and Brown, a combined one for seven from three. And meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Lightning have finally scored a goal that's stuck. <laughs> Maroon put the biscuit in the basket. One to nothing. Lightning, Lightning, 12-35 away from sweeping the Panthers. It shouldn't have been there in the first place. It should have been the Capitals. The, and we were, we were just making a comment here. The, the very un-2022-like um, oh, yeah. pitching decision here. So Garrett Cole goes eight innings. For the Yankees tonight, despite giving up five earned, but he was fairly efficient because he didn't walk anybody. He did strike out 11, but 110 pitches uh, where he gave up five earned. He is uh, he leaves the game down 5-4 in this one to the Orioles, so he won't be getting – well, I guess he could, they're a home team, so he could still be getting the win here. Hmm. I want to see this box score from the Celtics from way back in the day. I'm fascinated by this now. <laughs> yeah, the other one, I mean, the turn or the uh, rebounding differential in this current game is massive. It is 31 to 14 in favor of the Celtics. The let's see, the the Heat have 11 defensive rebounds. The Celtics have 10 offensive. That's usually that's usually a good uh, path to victory. Well, I guess no one's watching basketball the rest of the night. This has been such a strange postseason. And my six and a half ticket's pretty big, Gil. So I hope I hope I don't have to watch it again. That'd be great. Yeah, there you go. Cash that. Move on. All right. Here are graded odds for the PGA uh, Championship at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where uh, obviously Justin Thomas wins his second major, second PGA. As a matter of fact, he cashes eighteen to one pre-flop to win this. Uh, two to one top ten, minus one ten top twenty. All of that for Justin Thomas. Cam Smith has his top twenty. Rory top ten. Cameron, uh, who's, excuse me, Xander Shoffley ends up in the top 20 at even money. And Will Zalatoris, plus 275, top 10, plus 120, top 20. How about our one and done? Let's get to the good stuff. How much far behind am I still? Zero for young Gil, Scotty Scheffler. Boy, was that bad. Jordan Spieth really didn't do you guys any justice. No, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do us any favors. That's for sure. You guys could have really made up ground. Well, I, you know, and... Hey, the way to think about it right now is you're just one outright win away from each other. Well, I went from uh, <laughs> I I really wanted Rory, and then I was very upset when uh when my list came through and I had used Rory. I oh, yeah. did not remember using Rory. Already. I was all good. I was gonna be all over Rory or JT, but yeah, I used both of them apparently and don't remember that. Yeah, I did not. Actually, remember I remember using, using Rory, JT. So. I don't remember using Rory. You're right. I don't remember when I used him, but I don't remember that one either. I remember using JT. 
Yeah, I remember you using JT. I didn't. I, I did not remember using Rory. So I thought Spieth was the next best alternative here, and it just uh, it never got clicking for him this week for sure. But you know, look, Kelly, we were talking about this. You know, just kind of texting back and forth about all this. I mean, no matter how this turned out, and it ended up turning out well for us or whatever. But like, I was going to be satisfied no matter how this thing turned out because at least I. I feel like I had the right read on mm-hmm. on, on this tournament, right? Yep. And so that, that's kind of all you can ask for whenever you kind of go into these things. And so I was all right with it. I mean, when when you go in with outright tickets on Rory, Fitzpatrick, Cam Young, Tommy Fleetwood, who, you know, Cam Young, T3, Fitzpatrick, T5, Fleetwood, T5, Rory, eighth outright. Um, that's... That's all you can really ask for, right? You know, yeah. I mean, I got in live on 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 Justin Thomas, so I, I can't. I'm not going to claim. I mean, but that, that I had that. But what know. a pre-tournament pre-tournament outrights. You had you had what we each had four that ended up finishing in the top ten. I had I didn't have a single bet on on an outright or finishing position guy that didn't make the cut. They all made the cut. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's the it was a it was a gr- it was a great tournament. Yeah, it I, was a great I had five tournament. in the top ten. Because I had Chris Kirk as well. Mm, yeah, there you go. So I, I had five in the top ten. Uh, the top 20 market, I had Zalatoris, John, uh, Justin Thomas, Cam Smith. Those were all on the on the graphic we went through here. They were all in the top 20. Those all cash. Top 40, Mito Pereira, Max Homa, Taylor Gooch. They all hit in the top 40, so those all cash as well. Head-to-heads, I went 11-7 and seven on those. And the good thing, though, is about, the, uh, about a lot of those wins – where we played a bunch of dogs in those head-to-head matches. And so when you take a look at kind of how the head-to-heads break down, because of playing against guys like Victor Hovland, playing against guys like John Rahm, you end up in a bunch of matchups where you're playing dogs. And so with those dogs, it ends up, uh, oh. Look at this. Look at my draft. Look at Kelly's. But it was the one you were texting me about yesterday, Matt. Yeah. I, w- I went I went five and zero oh and I could have lost if it wasn't for what one hole that Aaron Wise, because Matt went for the bomb Aaron Wise top twenty at seven to one. Yeah, and he finishes twenty four. <laughs> oh yeah, and I went Scheffler Scheffler to uh, set the tone yeah. for mine. So I I had a chance of going five and zero oh and losing this thing. Yeah, yeah, it the, was the, real close to happening. If, if, if Wise hadn't got hit in the noggin. Yeah. With an errant drive, I'm going to claim that I'm claiming the win. Anyway. Matt, you know what? I already forgot about that. Let's go back to that for a minute. Half how, a win is what I'm getting. How claiming. much more money could I have won this weekend if Aaron Wise didn't get drilled in the side of the head by Cameron <laughs> Smith? What the heck? I had, a, I had a 20 to 1 or something on him, top 10. Justin Ray, always with good golf tweets. Most strokes gained total per round in major since 2020. Will Zalatoris, was that a seventh top 10 now in a yeah. major? 2.54 strokes gain in major since 2020 for Willie Z. Scotty Scheffler's in second, John Rom third, DJ Morikawa and Xander. It's and 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 really when it comes down to to Zalatoris, right? If this guy if this guy can figure out how to putt, if this guy can figure out putting. Yeah. If he could figure out how to putt, and if Cam Young could figure out how to hit a sand wedge like, out of the sand. If Zalatoris, which again he's young, he's got plenty of talent. Like, if he can figure out how to putt, he is going to win a lot of tournaments because he is good everywhere, everywhere else. else. But like we said, 
we don't really factor in putting a ton for guys that putt well because it comes and goes, right? Like, it, it fluctuates. But the guys who are, like, bad every single tournament, they typically tend to be bad every single yeah. tournament. And he had two phenomenal rounds. And it wasn't like he putted horribly the last two days. It was he just missed a bunch of big ones. He there, just missed a was. bunch of big ones that could have – I'm not going to say he could have run away with the tournament. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have run away with it. But he would have been in that 8, 9, 10-ish range – if he'd have made just some of the putts that some of these other guys I, made. I think for one for him, like watching him and Cameron Young coming down that back nine together, it was the it was the combination where one would go after the other, and it was like, man, you missed that by a solid seven inches. You know what I mean? On a on a eight, nine, ten foot putt. And it was like some of them they weren't even close on. That that's where it was that's where it gets hard. But that's I mean, what you said, Matt. Like Zalatoris, he's 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 longer than most of these guys off off the green when he, weighing ninety two pounds soaking wet like it, it's amazing what he's able to do off the green one of the best approach uh, approach players in the game uh, good around the greens even it's it, he gets this figured out he's gonna be a force and, to be right. and go when it's all said and done just just twelve guys under par for the whole tournament twelve guys under par played like a U.S. Open yeah like so when it's all when it's all said and done just twelve guys under par so when you see you know, these when we try to say in these majors where we're like, hey, look, you know, guys still sitting in that one even par range, like they're still live because this is going to be a grind. It's going to be a slog. And then that ended up what, what happened here. Because remember, out of the gate, you know, we're sitting here on after round one and we're like, oh, well, this might this might play 10-12 with the way things are going around. Nope. Five under your winning right. score in this. Yeah, game. but you don't even have to go that far back, right? I mean, JT yeah. was seven shots off the lead mm-hmm. going into that final round. What were your two U.S. Open bets so far? I got Sam Burns. I'm listen. I'm going to keep playing. Like again, he's kind of sneaky under the radar. He t twenty this right. Like then you wouldn't know that because for whatever reason they didn't show Sam Burns all week. Yeah, Gary Not Woodland once. too. Like they didn't show him all week, and he was the guy was t twenty. Yeah. Like, it's just, what what is going on No, here? you were right. Saturday's coverage was terrible, too. Gary Woodland was two shots off the lead at one point. I didn't see him until he was on the 17th. They were obsessed with showing Stuart's sink. They, yes. they, re- they really yep. were. Yeah. They re- and it was like every oh, other shot. Stuart's sink. I put- 49 years old on his birthday. <laughs> How many times did you find out? Channeling his birthday. Channeling his And Woodland's birthday. It was both their birthdays. And Miami hits a three. They will not have the worst half in NBA playoff history. Down 24, though. We'll come back, wrap things up. Beeson's primetime action. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. Copyright Matt Brown. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. Subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel's best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $39. And if you pay in euros, it's only $36.54. Oh, what a deal. Look at that. All of that to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Jason Tatum, 24 points in the first half for the Celtics. Jason Tatum. Celtics, He's good at basketball. Celtics just rolling by 24 at the half. 24-8-3 at the half with no turnovers for Tatum. At 60 during this postseason coming into the game. And the mark of futility, 28 points in a playoff half. The Heat have the nerve to beat that, too. 33. We can't have nice things. Can't have nice things. We have been... We have been on the verge of history on this show so at many times. least a dozen times, and nobody has cooperated. Nobody. Baseball, oh. we, we we wanted a whole bunch. Did, or, the, did the hockey end? Is it over? No, no, still going. No, still going? Okay. Still going. One to nothing, Lightning. This is from a Sports Business Journal. Thank you, Isaiah, for putting this up. The Oakland Athletics on pace, Matt, to draw 661,365 fans this season. <laughs> 661-365 for the entire season. That's the pace they're on. Which would rival the worst attendance by any MLB team over the past 50 years. I mean, look, I know they're bad, but they're... That seems high to me. There's just got to be... Is there literally no loyalty 
at all to the fan base because of the rumors that they're leaving? Like, well, is they, everyone abandoned ship? I, I've, I lived most of my adult life in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times during those 20 years there was rumors of the A's leaving. And to the point where you've even suggested it, like, around a diehard A's fan. I remember when I first moved out there and I, like, suggested it. And this guy went nuts on me. And I'm like, it's in the news. I didn't make it up. Right. <laughs> Relax, stranger. Yeah, but is this, is this taking into account all the feral cats they have? Because, you know. Which is another bizarre story <laughs> from the pandemic. That is. All saying, the feral cats came into the Coliseum. This does seem high. Because that's, that's an average of 8,165 fans. That seems high. That seems because high. Because get, we're getting all these all these reports. I guess maybe the weekend games might get they have to get people more, or something. Yeah. So maybe that's the case. Because, like, I'm like, 8,165 seems like. I mean, don't get me wrong. How, how much of it are they just getting saved by the, like, it's like a father's obligation to take their kid to a baseball game at some point. You know what I mean? They're like, might as well just spend 20 bucks and do it now. Let's go. It's on Hagenberger Road there on the airport drive. It's like the drive to the airport. Sounds beautiful. Uh, it's... <laughs> this from Front Office Sports. A colony estimated at 30 to 40 cats flourished in and around the Coliseum during the pandemic and continues to live there. Oh, they still live there. They yeah. didn't. They didn't get rid of them. I don't. I don't know. I think they're having some humanitarian issues with how to of course properly. They are. There, like there was an adoption day I saw at the park, but you know, I don't. How many people have been are taking cats that have been living for two years in in a coliseum? That's the most Bay Area story. It ever. Really is. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Oh, God, love them. There's things that come across your Twitter timeline that you're like, what? <laughs> That's the quintessential like, Bay Area story right there. Hey, man, good on them. They want to find homes for the cats, for the feral cats. Uh, yeah, that's – listen, 661, I'm just trying to think, like, old ballparks, like when the Pirates played at Three Rivers and when the Reds played at Riverfront, those were these huge football stadiums converted into baseball stadiums, right? Or they were just yeah. used dual, dual purpose. The, the, the capacity of those stadiums were like, were like a tenth – of that total attendance yeah. for the year. Not saying they sold out every game, but they had really good attendance well, back I, when baseball was a good that's thing. That's what I just looked up. Their capacity is 57,000. You know, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like watching those USFL games we were watching when they had yeah. them on the screen where, like, there's, like, 20. There's, like, 200 uh, people tops at these games. It's just tough. Well, it's tough, tough for the fans to travel, Gil, you know. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's tough. Oh, Gil's just man. making stuff up. He's like, yeah. yeah. You know, gas prices. You know, people, I just gotta, know people gotta stay at home. The, just cracks me up. They're all still playing in Birmingham. It's just such a weird design. There's also, know. by the way, there's also a BART stop right there. Their Metro Transit goes, you know, a walkway away from the stadium. So it's not like that's an issue either. You, oh, could, you could take a BART. Okay. You could take yeah, the BART to the Game Barrier Rapid Transit. You could take it to just outside of the Coliseum, or. Whatever they're calling it now. It's no longer Oakland, Alameda County Coliseum. San Francisco got their Warriors. They don't want anything to do with the rest of your teams. Well, San Francisco's not taking the A's. That was the other thing, like regional things between the A's and the Giants historically, where you couldn't play here and you couldn't play here when they. I it, Vegas? I don't know. Hey. People here always seem to think so, but who knows? Industry. There's. I'm scanning this article. It's called "The A's, the Loneliest Team in Baseball," and and it was talking about there was a game with recently had 2,488 fans, and they were talking to a person that was there, and it was like because it's so big, and 
it's so quiet and everyone's so spread out. Like you could scream across, like, like you could talk to the people yeah. like five sections over and they could hear you clearly and talk back to you and whatever and all that. Oh, we yeah. used to, I think I brought this up on the show before, but yeah, during the summertime, like in, during college, me and a couple of buddies that were all doing, had little smaller jobs or internships down in South Florida. And we'd go to the Marlins game in the old, in the football stadium and the hard, hard rock, uh, Hard Rock Stadium, where the Dolphins play now, and you'd sit in the fish tank, Gil. You get the fish tank is what they called it, the outfield seats there, and they were like eight bucks. We got season tickets for eight bucks a game, so like basically we'd go whenever we felt like it, whenever there'd be three or four. But we'd sit out there and we'd just have conversations with whoever was in right field, and there was nobody, there was nobody else there. You know, if they're warming up. You just talk to them, bring up random stuff. These college basketball tournaments during Thanksgiving here in Vegas, they're so you know the lesser ones and uh, are not you know, obviously right before the tournament. Conference tournaments are a different story, but these are like these random tournaments during Thanksgiving. And uh, Todd Wishnev famously would buy a seat in the first row. And try he had a bet he would have bets on the games over or under and it would try to affect the outcome <laughs> of his bet by screaming at the players either way that was his thing that's his whole thing so oh, yeah. yeah using it to yeah. your betting advantage there, there were many a conversation that Jeremy Hermita and myself got into uh, uh, over the that one summer I don't know where Jeremy Hermita is these days but oh shout out to Jeremy Hermita shout out to him uh, Orioles six Yankees four is that the bottom of the ninth I believe it is. One out, one on, and nobody out for the Yankees. And the Lightning are two minutes and 15 seconds away from sweeping the Panthers, but the Panthers' power play just started. So most of the Uh-oh. remainder of this game will be a power play, and obviously oh. the Panthers have had nothing but trouble. They finally did break their power play streak the other night, but they've had nothing but trouble on the power play throughout this postseason. So this would be a fitting way for their season to end with a futile power play. And uh, twenty-one Vassal- SOG advantage. Twenty, nope, even more. 47, 47 to twenty-four shot on a goal advantage for the Panthers, but uh, Vasilevsky has not let a single one buy him tonight. By the way, they're underway in St. Louis, Game Four of the Avalanche and the Blues. Here comes the goalie off the ice <laughs> on the sweat cam. <laughs> Empty net. Ninety seconds left, and over a minute of that, or just about a thirty-second differential. They'll have about a minute left here on the power play. So that's. My one and only bet for tomorrow, gentlemen, over 34.5 points, Luka Doncic. There you go. 34.5. He crept up to 34.5. 34.5. I'm still playing it. Yeah. Can't blame you. Can't blame you. I'm looking here at the the final qualifier for the U.S. Open was today. And um, Kurt Kitayama got in. Matthew Neesmith got in. Mackenzie Hughes got in. Uh, Nick Taylor, another guy you might have heard of, got in. Um can you imagine grinding through some of these qualifiers and then you get to whatever sectional qualifier that is and you see the, that list of names there? But the uh, – who did not get in, Adam Hadwin. Really? Did not make it. Um, Rory Sabatini. Smotherman. Smotherman. Didn't make Smotherman. it. Smotherman and Hadwin have been great in the past Matt few Kuchar didn't make it. Kuchar, okay. Where did he finish yesterday? So – I think he blew up. A lot of uh, a lot of guys trying to get in the U.S. Open that will not will not be there. T thirty four for Matt Kuchar at the PGA and not playing in the U.S. Open. <laughs> empty empty netter for the Lightning ball game. Ooh, Tampa Bay Lightning completing the sweep of the Florida Panthers should have been the Caps on a forty nine to twenty four SOG disadvantage. Cash those puck line tickets and the Lightning are eight games away from a three peat. 
They are on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I could never lay a goal and a half. I I, I could never do the puck the, the puck line stuff because of this. Look you drive that. me insane. Vasilevsky. You see those two saves right there? Helicopter view? You couldn't do that map around with the no, legs no, spread out like no, that? No. It hurts just oh, looking at yes. it. Yes. How do they get that helicopter in that arena? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've done Tune all in we- tomorrow. We've done all we can do. Nightcap is next. Tim Murray, Sean King, and Joy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 